Hello, it is North Country Sunday Revival Podcast Hour. It is Mags and Max, and we're coming at you with the deets uh, for this Scorpio new no full moon, full full of shit, full of shit, <laughs> Scorpio full of shit moon. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so astro updates, and also our of course our tarot and oracle, and of course our. Our personal stories. Stories. Story time. Yes. For lullabies. <laughs> Nightmares, lullabies. <laughs> have you? It's all the same, really. Um, so, yeah, let's do our little quarantine check-in. Yes. Or, uh, you know, end of the world check-in. Apocalypse now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well. Well. Well, I think, you know. It's supposed to, the quarantine's supposed to let up next week. We'll see if that actually yeah. happens. You can't hear my eye roll, but I just it rolled was, my it eyes. It was a hard, it hard It was a eye hard roll. one. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I was wandering my house this morning, just like in every room. And every time I'd get to a room, I was like, why am I here? Yeah. And I was like, this must be the side effects of quarantine. Just wandering aimlessly. <laughs> Yeah, bumping into things. Um, but all in all, you've got a, a little bit of a of, of an adventure coming up. Yeah. 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 Moving moving to my parents' cottage for the summer, which I'm really excited about. You're just going to dig in and do some good earthwork. <sighs> going to do some earthwork, work on the cottage. We got a bunch of projects we got to get done. We put in some garden beds. It's on a little lake. I just feel definitely like being immersed in nature is one of the best things that I could do right now. It's been huge. Yeah. What about you? I'm all right. I think I had a, I had like a high anxiety day yesterday, but I was checking the news too much. Yeah. Which um, I think we can all relate to that. Um, It seems like every day there's some new either like, fully embarrassing development with our president or some new thing that they're learning about the virus in which we are woefully unprepared to handle here in the States. Um, or, you know, workers' rights being stomped on racism, just, you know, racists are going to racist and they're, it's just fucking real right now. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, trying to find that balance of like paying attention and being informed and also like not letting my brain explode from overwhelm. I think it's a delicate dance. It's a delicate balance because like you said, it's, it is important for us to stay informed, but man, is it easy to spiral and then like, yeah, just allowing like internalizing all of the pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a, like a, impotent rage I can go nowhere with my rage and I think we were talking about this yesterday where it's like under normal circumstances that we I think would seek out ways to take action and Mm -hmm. or find protests to go to Mm -hmm. and that's not safe right now and um it's yeah you know so it's like okay fine seeking out the organizations that are able to do the work remotely supporting those organizations definitely all of it just yeah, keeping keeping your head on a swivel because we're seeing a lot of the the structures. Oh, the systems and the structures. <laughs> oh, how they are toppling now. Yes. 
The yes. cracks are becoming more and more evident every day. Yeah. And it's, there's parts that are where I'm like super grateful for that, obviously. Oh, but God, it's yeah. obvious, like it's just a painful process. It's yeah. not easy. No. And speaking of painful processes, <laughs> Scorpio full moon. <laughs> <laughs> what a timely moon. <laughs> the queen of uh, alchemy and transition and the phoenix rising from the ashes, mm -hmm. the ultimate energy to sit with um, during times like this. Um, so I'm just going to, I'll dig into the astrology. Um, and as per usual, I'll give you a rundown and then kind of <clears throat> spend a little more time with some um, very more detailed aspects. But we all know sun's in Taurus, the moon is in Scorpio. Mercury also in Taurus, Venus is in Gemini, Mars is in Aquarius, and for the outer outer planets, we have Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, Saturn in Aquarius, Jupiter in Capricorn, Neptune in Pisces, and Uranus in Taurus. So just a heads up, in the next week, we have three planets going retrograde. Woo! Yeah. So, as we've been breaking down in our post about Pluto retrograde, mm -hmm. we know that retrogrades are just, you know, a, an energetic signature of, of that planet is just going from external to internal. So, Saturn kicks it off on the 11th of May, followed by Venus, and then Jupiter. So, two outer planets, which again... Their energies tend to focus more on the collective, but if you've got them prominently in your chart and everybody has them somewhere, you know, look into that. See how it's going to be working with your houses, et cetera, et cetera. Venus going retrograde in Gemini. Um, like I said before, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because it's not here, I'm not going to spend too much time on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have this beautiful full moon to talk about. Um, so with full moons, it's always... Uh, you're you're in an opposition. So Taurus and Scorpio are opposite each other in in the wheel here, um, Sun and Moon. And um, so I'd like to just spend time with the Scorpio Taurus axis. And um, we talked a lot about Taurus last episode mm -hmm. with the new Moon. It was really just beautiful and talking about Earth energy and the energy of growth and all of that. And with Scorpio, we sort of have the energy of death. <laughs> <laughs> yes, death and darkness. Yes, but like what is death really but a reorganization of matter into something new? Yep. It's growth of another kind, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and even like in Taurus, you've got, you'll just imagine like this beautiful blooming flower and beneath it is the root system. Mm-hmm just as important Maybe. and all the decay that feeds that root system exactly unnecessary thing yeah absolutely mm -hmm. so it's this beautiful balance and with um taurus you want to think about personal resources with scorpio shared resources with taurus you think of the natural world nature with scorpio you think of sort of the supernatural the intuitive things without necessarily shape. And with Taurus, you're thinking about tangible, you know? So it's, mm -hmm. you've got this sort of spectrum to work with. Both energies are fixed and stabilizing. 
and they're both very patient and private. And so they have those things in common. Um, with the moon um, opposing the sun, right next to the sun right now, we have Mercury and Taurus. And so that's a conjunction when, when two planets are just hanging out, right, or two bodies are hanging out right next to each other. So the sun and Mercury, Mercury, the way we think, the way we speak, the way we communicate, et cetera, right next to the sun. And they've been, they had a, a nice little conjunction earlier in the week. And with them connected, opposing the moon, we were just talking about this. We have this really interesting way, like, and I want to chat about the sun and Mercury first. So the sun shining on the way you think and speak and express, meaning that, and with it in Taurus, meaning like the way you are processing information is very practical, mm -hmm. very pragmatic. What you are, what you, you, what you see is what you get kind of with Mercury and Taurus. Um, and with the sun shining that light on it, like all of this information is sort of right there and it, and it's all very tangible to you. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and with this opposition to the moon and Scorpio, um, you're sort of looking at your emotional world, your emotional underbelly with some of that pragmatic mm. illuminated perspective. So you might be seeing some of your subconscious material with, an, with a new pragmatic illuminated perspective. Sounds like a good way to get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it is. And so, like, um, it's full moons are always really intense. And with it in Scorpio, again, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like super intense anyway, you know? But so, bam. Well, but ba bam. Um, so it's actually really supportive that the sun and Mercury are in op opposition, right? Um, in that you have this sort of very grounded earth vibe to approach some really intense feelings. Mm -hmm. And then we also have in the mix of all of this Neptune sextiling and Neptune is in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces is like spirit, you oh, know, yeah. all of the unconditional love of the universe is like here <laughs> for you mm -hmm. in this time of transforming whatever information or personal stories you have you have at your at your disposal the unconditional love of the universe and like you'll never hear me say that again maggie <laughs> i just saw your face my eyes just <laughs> bugged out my head she's like oh, what, 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 what yeah exactly i said what i said you guys the you gotta have faith and i wish i could just play um um Oh fuck! What is his name? You gotta have faith. faith oh, faith. come on! I know. Fuck! Son of a sorry. I <laughs> keep cursing. I know. Yeah. Why do I want to say Michael Jordan? That is not his name. Oh my god! If you're listening to this, I hope you are screaming his name at your fucking device that you're listening. <laughs> this is the most infuriating. I like brain fart I've ever had. My phone. Boy is George. There no. we go. Is it Boy George? It's not Boy George. George Mike. George Mike. Go. Okay. Is that, yeah. We got there <laughs> as a team. Good, because Google was failing me, so I was about to have a mild heart attack. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Pisces, <laughs> Neptune are here. <laughs> 
supporting you with all the unconditional love that you can send to yourself and whatever, whatever you're working to transform. And these can be like old inner monologues, um, old stories you tell yourself about being a villain or a victim. Mm. Um, you are here to let that shit go under the light of the moon that is here to transform and transmute outdated shit. Yep. And really like there is a ton of stuff going on astrologically right now. And I don't really think we need to worry about it at this moment. You don't want to put it on our plate. I don't, you know, <laughs> honey, I think we got enough. Do we have enough? I think we have got done, done enough. So really like, let's just feel this moon and let's like, Let's just rest into the couple days that we have yeah. of feeling that unconditional love and support mm -hmm. um, and feeling that clarity around like very clearly seeing the emotional baggage that you need to dispose of mm -hmm. and just spend some time with it because that's a good place to be amidst yeah. all of this fucking horse shit that's going on around us. Um, it's a really good place to be to just all of a sudden be like, I know what I need to do for myself Yeah. in order to prepare myself for whatever comes our way individually or collectively. Yeah. So that's kind of how I don't, I don't want to get too, no, I appreciate all too like really deep, deep into it because there is so much going on in May is an intense month astrologically. Like I said, we got a ton of retrogrades. Yeah. The nodes of the moon just switched. Yep. Um, we've got eclipse season coming up. And we'll, I, yeah, and we we'll can dive into that. that another, As it comes. I, but I like the, I like the just like soft embrace of the energy of yeah. this moon to let's, just roll with it. And, let's just be with it. Well, and too, like, I think we were saying yesterday that from what it sounds like, we, we talk about Scorpio energy, like is the, like it's very intense. And like, when I think of Scorpio, I'm just like, yes, burn it all to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha ha. <laughs> But yeah, this moon is actually um, very supported in in some really softer yeah, ways, and and so we're not we definitely when we talk about Scorpio, I think I know I can be a little bit uh, like off putting probably when I talk about Scorpio. It's not, it's not for everyone's palate. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, but this is actually, I think this moon is going to be fairly. It feels fairly nurturing and mild in in its power it's it's like a, it's like gonna it's almost like it wants to cradle you while you move through the tough stuff yes and and sometimes scorpio energy is not not forgiving like that it's not gentle no it usually isn't it so usually it has this isn't. other these other aspects that are that are softening and like you said nurturing that's the right word because it's a lot of feminine energy yeah um neptune and pisces yeah. with mercury and taurus sun and taurus we've got these sort of grounding feminine energies that are yeah. like we got you baby girl and that's not to say that like what you um feel come up in this moon yeah isn't going to be intense yeah or representative of some deep pain or trauma or mm -hmm. experience in your life but you are supported in taking um, whatever steps you need in order to, to, to move through to some other side. Yeah. Some blooming of the, sh you know, oh, yeah. of those places in you. Um, so not, I mean, and I, I'm not, I don't want to like let go of the fact that it is a very nurturing moon, but also just like, 
perhaps you will you will feel things and i you know i had a, a lot of friends yesterday who were already feeling it mm-hmm. and we're feeling super emotional and just what's going on is there something going on in the stars <laughs> tell me everything and i'm like yeah and we got a full moon brewing in scorpio and that's just scorpio is intensity mm-hmm. um but it's going to feel okay that you're feeling intensely. Absolutely. It's, it's just part of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the best way I can put it. It's like, it's going to be held. Right. You're going to have everything you need to be able to hold those wily, intensive feelings. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Deep breath. Yeah. Mm. Those are, those are good to take. Everybody just, just work on your breathing. Seriously. Don't yeah. watch too much news. No, do not. <laughs> do not, please. Do, do yourself do a favor and take take breaks. Yeah. Okay, take so breaks. now. Hold on. Nope, now it doesn't work anymore. What? Oh, we're trying. Dr- <laughs> she was trying to do the drum roll. There we go. Here we have the tarot and oracle. Pool. Yeah, there it is. God, we fancy. I love this. I love it so much. Oh yes. God. Okay. So on to tarot and oracle pull. All right. So for the tarot card, I pulled the six of cups. So the cups. Element represents water in tarot, which represents emotions. It can represent relationship dynamics, um, karmic connections, things like that. Um, So the Six of Cups, the energy here really is about reflection. It's about nostalgia. It's about, oh, yes. Mm. Yes. It's about taking taking time and space to... um, just go through a period of introspection mm-hmm. to see what you find. Um, one of the things about the six of cups is you can kind of go in a few different directions with it. You can go into a, you know, and this is, this goes with reflection. When you're reflecting, you can go into a space that feels really disempowering, very victimizing, mm-hmm. um, very caught up in why, 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 why. Yeah. <clears throat> Or when we're reflecting backward on these experiences, we can take the route of kind of just trying to bear witness mm-hmm. to what we're seeing and what we're reflecting upon mm-hmm. and seeing where we can, you know, connect dots, where are patterns, mm-hmm. what might, what has changed since that particular experience took place how have you evolved as a person what have we learned Mm. how can we take the things that we have learned or the the dots that we've connected and apply them to our current situation Mm -hmm. things like that um so that energy of nostalgia if you find yourself in that those feels in that space of looking backward and gathering hindsight do your best to, of course, you know, I always want to encourage people to, to feel your emotions, especially with the energy of Scorpio. Mm-hmm. That's, it's such an intense um, emotional sign in that way. It really wants you to go to that depth of your own emotion. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's really important to 
um, especially when we're talking about the past, is to not attach too strongly to those emotions. Mm-hmm. Again, that that observer bearing witness to it. Yeah. Um, it's okay for things to come up. And when they do come up and when they are in that space of reflection, it's it's there for a reason. Yeah. It's not it's not random, it's not coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um try to just navigate those waters with compassion and and with an eye of like how can i look at this story look at the identity that i've shaped around this story and how can i use it in such a way that's empowering you know you know yes. what what can i gather here that that helps me grow past what has already taken place. Um, kind of like what you said earlier, like I want to tell a new story mm-hmm. and we're talking about that many times on the podcast. Things, yes. Things like that. So this is not, this is not like a new fucking realization. Like, Oh, when you reflect, <laughs> oh, look at what is <laughs> like, we know this, right. If you're listening to this podcast, this is not like foreign fucking words that are coming out of my mouth right. that you're like, what does she mean by that? Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> you fucking know. Um, as you're saying all this, though, it's making me think of the moon opposite the sun and Mercury. Yeah. It's absolutely shining a light on story, informed by deep psychological experiences, emotions, etc. Using that Taurus grounded earth energy in the sun and Mercury to stay objective. Boom while you witness your emotional transformation it's that practicality yes. it's like you know if if it was pisces season <laughs> that, that's not where we would be going with this but that that practical <laughs> taurus energy mm-hmm. especially because it is not only in the sun it's also with mercury it is that con- that that conversation in your head yeah can, can we have the power to shift that conversation right now in yes. a way that creates tangible change yes Right. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Boom. Boom. <clears throat> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So <laughs> that's the energy of Six of Cups. Use it to your advantage. Um, the next two cards are coming from Oracle decks. The first one's coming from Threads of Fate. Second one is coming from Divine Feminine Oracle. <sighs> I'm just like. I, just, I need more. I need more breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, the first card is the alchemist. What? What do you know? The card of the alchemist is obviously about taking shit ingredients and turning them into gold. Yeehaw. All right. So we can't, y'all. We know this. We can't control the things that that happen in our life. So much of what happens. We cannot control, okay? But we can control what we take, what we what we do with those things, what we do with those experiences, what we do with those emotions. You can take them and make a shit pie. <laughs> Not going to taste good. It ain't going to taste very good. <laughs> or you can take them and you can, and you can make gold. You can make a story or an identity or a feeling that puts you in a place to expand mm-hmm. instead of contract. Yes. With, you know, instead of contracting with your pain, you turn it into uh, something that makes you 
a better version of yourself, someone who has a deeper wisdom, deeper self-knowledge, more compassion, um, all of that, mm-hmm. you know, those are ingredients, are our experiences. Yep. And so it's like, what are we going to do with them? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of pie are we making? <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> um, one of the things I want to say about the alchemist and the, and just the process of emotional and spiritual alchemy, something that's so important for that is patience. Yes. That's that shit does not happen overnight. You didn't get to where you are overnight. You won't get to where you're going overnight. Right. The things that you want, we live in such a fucking instant gratification society. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that this pandemic has absolutely revealed to us is how how much slowing down and pausing is needed and how much patience is a virtue, truly. Mm-hmm. And we've talked we talked about this, was it the last episode? Mm-hmm. The difference, you know, like what is patience? It's it's the grace that you have while waiting, right? So Patience in the process of alchemy looks like cont- relentlessly showing up for the betterment of yourself. Yeah. Versus, I love that. you know, yeah. is I when I first started was like five, six, seven years ago, something like that, down the journey of like of awakening and and spirit, you know, exploring my spiritual my spiritual self and and that journey of self love. Yeah. I legit thought like. I paid a couple hundred bucks for this course online <clears throat> and it was like this self-love whatever thing. And I was like, okay, at the end of this three weeks, I'm going to fucking love myself. Jokes on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that it wasn't money well spent. Not that I didn't learn things. Not that there weren't a million aha moments. You got the resources and the tools. We got the resources and the tools, but patience is needed because here's the thing. Wisdom comes from applying it. It's not just about connecting the dots and you can spend all the time you want reflecting and you can be like, oh, wow, I get it now. But there's a big difference between getting it and living it. it. Mm -hmm. And that is such a huge part of alchemy. Yeah. So I think that that made sense. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Made sense to me. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, the other card that I got was um, the Black Madonna. So she, historians believe that, and this is just directly from the book of the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook by Megan Watterson. Um, historians believe that many of the icons of the Black Madonna are actually the Egyptian goddess Isis and her son Horus, which were carried over from Egypt during the Crusades. Um, and the psychologist Marion Woodman believes that the Black Madonna represents a new awareness or consciousness toward the earth and our bodies, um, saying only the intensity of fire can unite body and soul. Uh, so she, her essence is about taking pain and suffering and transforming it into a greater capacity to love. I love that. It's it is the essence of everything that we're talking about with this moon. Mm-hmm. It's the essence of where we are with with the current state of our world. Yeah. How do we take these trials and tribulations? How do we view ourselves and view the state of things and take it and and take the shit and 
stretch ourselves and expand ourselves to have a greater capacity for justice, for compassion, Mm -hmm. for love, for understanding, for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. because it is possible. It's the only way to a new, to a new earth. It's the only way to, to peace Mm -hmm. on some type of plane. Yeah. Um, I think that, and the other, the other thing that I just want to draw out here is like that power of reflection that, that this moon is going to bring about yeah. and reflection can be uh, a story that we sell ourselves about our victimhood mm-hmm. or it can be a tool that we use to expand our goddamn mind. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, the tarot oracle breakdown. Oh. I just love it. I love it when it all just the astrology speaks to all of it. And they're just in conversation with one another. It makes me feel like we're on the right track, man. Um, Most definitely. And yeah. And I loved what you said about, um, well, the the black Madonna, the energy of black Madonna. um, What is it? uh, Expanding to hold more. What is that line to hold more? Where was that one? Um, greater capacity to love. What was it? Yeah. So it's the it's the the transformation of pain and suffering to to grow a greater capacity for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that I just need to oh, like just plaster everywhere on the mirror, any surface that I look at during the day. Um, because so often, I mean, how many times do you get stuck in the story where you allow it to shut yourself down? More often than not. Exactly. Right. You know? you know, and so it's just, it's so, it's such an easy trap to fall into. And I think spending time with that sort of message is like, just. It'll do wonders. It's good shit. It's good shit. Yes, the tea is. Um, so we're going to take a break take a quick break and then we're gonna gonna... come back all right so we're back we're gonna talk about oh my god (laughs) personal shit (laughs) (laughs) um but we're gonna talk about stories that we've we've been working on transforming Mm -hmm. yeah within ourselves yeah um and I mean, as you said previously, like this isn't an overnight three week process because you took an online class about <laughs> it. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no. Um, Five years later. Yeah. Uh, still working on it. Um, but yeah. Do you do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I can start. Okay. Yeah, let me just. I'm gonna excuse myself and go vomit really quick for sure. Yeah, I'll hold your hair. <laughs> I always get nervous anytime we talk about the, the personal side of stuff, but it's that's the that's part of the work. So, mm-hmm. um, so in honor of this Scorpio full moon and my own personal Scorpio moon, <laughs> um, I love alchemy. I love reflection. I love transformation. It's like it's my jam, but. I think only recently have I been able to really em- embrace it in those practical ways. Yeah. Um, so I think per- for me personally, the thing that 
I've been able to look backward and and see the areas that were the spaces in which there was a lot of pain, mm-hmm. which has absolutely, I think, been prominently my romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And that that ties in and is very heavily correlated with substance abuse for me, sure. personally. Um, and I look back on those spaces that I was in in those time frames, which is like early, mid it was honestly like my all of my twenties. Sure, yeah, uh, like pretty much a fucking decade of really toxic, dramatic relationships and lots of substance abuse mm-hmm. <laughs> and and all of that. Um, and it's absolutely the some the, the things that went on in that decade have one thousand percent contributed to shaping who I am. And for a very long time, I painted myself in a in a light of like. Well, men are like men are shit, or like I didn't know my own worth. Mm. Um, there's a lot of self-loathing. <clears throat> there was a lot of like, well, no, I'm just, I'm just this girl. I'm just this girl. This mm. is my story. Like, I just, you know, drink. I'm never gonna not drink. I'm always gonna party. Mm-hmm. I'm always gonna whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting the stories that had com- that piled up over the years and the experiences that pile up and then you form this opinion of yourself and this opinion of other people or or opinion of relationships. And my transformation point is like well it's always right because it's kind of this like we said it's this never ending journey but it really took place when I started taking responsibility for my own actions for my own participation in my suffering Mm -hmm. you know like yeah a guy can do you wrong right the first time and like you might not have seen that shit coming but when you continue to allow him in your life when you keep going back for more when (laughs) when you when you keep hitting up the bottle and and snorting fucking molly up your nose Mm -hmm. guess what (laughs) no one's doing that to you maggie you're you chose those things and for you know i there was there's been one particular dominant romantic relationship within my life that you know just went over a span of like five years that had so much fucking toxicity to it and for so much, such a major part of those years, I really just, I loved pointing the finger at him. Mm-hmm. I loved blaming him for the, the, the pain that was so evident and always present within our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, I remember one day just yelling at him so hard, just like you, your heart is so fucking closed. Like, how do you even operate as a human being? Like what it, like, I don't understand how you can be this way. Yeah. And it took a lot of time and distance from that relationship for me to reflect and go, holy shit, buddy, you were so closed off too. It wouldn't have mattered how he showed up. There's nothing he could have done because I didn't fucking love myself. Mm -hmm. I was outsourcing my happiness. I was outsourcing my well-being. I was constantly looking for external things to fill me up, to give me some type of of aliveness or purpose or whatever I was and it when you get into that groove it's so easy like you said to get caught in that wheelhouse of that story and it's you guys the unraveling of 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 
dismantling your identity. Yes. Is not a fucking easy process. And it sure is shit is not overnight. And it sure is shit isn't going to come from you paying for anything. It's not. No. It comes from every single day making the choice to just be present with that. Fuck. It comes from, you know, being able to be in solitude. Such a huge thing we've been talking about in the posts that we've got coming up Mm -hmm. for Pluto Retrograde about solitude. That that wisdom that comes from being okay to be alone, Mm -hmm. being in a space of like, I'm going to go to the hurt places and I'm going to drop my pride and see how I participated in it. Absolutely. You like, there's no way to actually change your patterns or get a different type of person into your life or a different type of relationship or a deeper sense of self without going there. And the thing of that solitude, I think the gift that uh, of that time spent alone listening to your own story is you start to see the ways you've been lying to yourself. Yes. And and that's such a huge part of that radical responsibility element is that truth. It's right. Seeing, seeing it from being willing to go to a different angle when you're lying. You know when you're lying. Your soul certainly does. Your ego will tuck that shit into every fucking corner so that you don't see it. Yep. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the shadow boxing begins. (laughs) Right? Uh Uh-huh. And and I also just, I want to clarify really quickly. When when I when I was blaming and pointing the finger at any one of the pe- men that were in my life, it's not to say that I was wrong in the judgments that in the discernment the judgment that I was right. making. It's not to say that his heart wasn't guarded. It's not to say that he wasn't being a fucking shit. Mm-hmm. It's never to say that. Right. But it's it's to say I was allowing it. I welcomed it in. Mm-hmm. I there was a vibration that he was carrying that I also matched. Yes. that that whole thing about people being your mirror it's real it's so real it's very real so real you guys know we don't like cliche Mm -hmm. phrases Mm -hmm. but there is truth to all of it Mm -hmm. um so just be willing it's it's not to say that when you know shitty things happen that you don't acknowledge that it was shitty right it's not to say that you know i'm definitely not trying to to be like, oh my god, I'm shouldering all the blame for oh. everything that's ever fucking happened to me in true Virgo form. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I can, I can, I can simultaneously see where he was in the wrong and yeah. showing up like the way that he was and guarded. Right. But you what know. wisdom and responsibility is is seeing how I did it too. Amen. And that's where the transformation comes in. And and last final thing, I think that. Wisdom and alchemy and transformation, it's not wisdom until it's applied. You can fucking, I've been connecting those dots for years. It isn't until recently, past six months, Mm -hmm. that I've actually started to embody it, to live it, to make it a practice in my life, to show up differently so that I can see those changes. So. Damn, girl. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's been an honor. Oh, it's hot in here (laughs) um what you got girl dude dude so this one is falling in my fourth house of like family relationships okay and 
And honestly, the thing that's been on my mind the most, because for the last month, like I moved, I moved home. I'm, um, and <sighs> home is a loose phrase is a loose concept for me yeah. because, um, I don't have a, I don't have a childhood home. This is not where I grew up. Yeah. This is in fact the home where, um, my dad lived after my parents got divorced. This was the place where I caught my dad with his, his, uh, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, what's the right word to call her at that point in time, his secret girlfriend. Um, and, and you know, the home, the childhood home I, I grew up in, does, we don't, we don't have that anymore. And my mother doesn't live independently. She lives with my sister. Um, I have had a lot of weird, weird feelings over the years living away from here. Um, the past 12 years spent in the UP, um, just always sort of feeling like it's at a certain point, especially after my mom's stroke and during my father's drinking, um, and his sort of, uh, emotional unavailability as a parent during that time, you know, mourning the ambiguous loss of my mother in those ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I felt very much orphaned. Um, and so the idea of having a home to return to is like this thing that I just like, I never, I never felt like I had it over many, the course of many years. Um, and when I came down here, downstate in mid March, um, I came down to see my family, um, before this was like right before lockdown hit. Yeah. It was like a week. Yeah. I, well, I think actually we were driving up North, we were driving back up and it was, um, Whitmer shut it, had shut everything down that, that yeah. Monday. Yep. So like we were right in the beginning of it. And as we were, we were driving down the first, you know, whatever day it was, I said to my friend who drove with me, I was like, I have a lot of anxiety about you coming here because like when, when, People invite their friends to their home. They have like, or they are greeted by a family and uh, a cohesive family unit and like a pretty house. And I didn't have any of those pretty things or any of those cohesive elements at all. And I felt a lot of like, you know, Ugh. and you were here that weekend and you met some of my family and like my other friend who was down here with us, like, you both said to me in unprovoked and at different points, like your family's so great. They're funny. They're fucking weird. This is great. Like, and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I knew, I knew that it didn't have to be some fucking leave it to beaver <laughs> happy family. Like, and I don't, I have always been the first to, to say like normal doesn't exist. But I still carried such deep anxiety around the fact that I didn't have any sort of family to present in a, in a real tangible way. And um, since I moved down here, um, basically like early April, mid-April, I guess, um, I have been so flooded with this sense of gratitude to just, A, be on a farm be, be with my father and my sister and the other folks who are quarantined here with us. Um, and to still be able to go visit my mom and go see my other sister and my nephew, you know, like 
I have a weird family. Um, and that's okay. And I love them. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, and that doesn't mean that some of the dark shit that I've seen in my family or some of the dark, um, darker idiosyncrasies that I developed because of experiences in childhood, because I was the one who caught my dad having an affair because, blah, 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 blah. you know, like I still have a lot of that shit to transmute into gold. However, like sometimes I feel like just giving people space to grow without expectation has been the very greatest way I could have transformed any of those relationships and any of my thoughts around it. You know, I did my therapy. I did my work on a lot of this stuff and sort of worked on releasing my expectations of like, what is a father supposed to be? What is a sister supposed to be? What is a mother supposed to be? Um, because for such, you know, childhood taught me that I was disappointed about what I wanted them to be. And then I came back here and I was like, oh, they're just goofy and it's great, man. Like, you're just fucking weird and you own it and God bless you, you know? Yeah. And like, no, I'm going to go run around in the woods because I can do that here. I'm going to go pet a horse and or play with like one of the billion dogs that are here. You know, like, yeah. it's been um, really interesting and it's not done by any means. Like, there's still, there's still a lot of grief around my mother there's still a lot of grief around some of my dynamics with some of my siblings, you know what I mean? But like there, there are pieces that have been transformed and that I can, I can show up um, more fully with less emotional reactivity and more presence and mindfulness and wisdom and patience for who they are and where they are. And it's not my fucking problem. Oof, I love that so much. Yeah. That's that is wisdom. I hope so. Uh, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just that. That's been that's been like everywhere in my brain in the last month, um, and like you've said it. All of my friends have said it. I think I mentioned it in the last podcast. Like. Everybody's like, you seem happier. <laughs> you seem more grounded. And it's like, well, yeah, because I think I was I was carrying around a lot of this, like, these old fucking paradigms about this dysfunction and that dysfunction and why I am this lone creature left in the wild, you know, and all this. And I'm like, oh, no, I do have a, a family and it's weird and it's great and it's all good. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, that's what's really been coming up for me around. I love transformation. And I love the part that you said it was about expectations. Mm. Like, I just think that's such a fucking important thing for all of us to remember is, you know, because we all do it because we're human. It's yeah. like placing expectations on on our loved ones. Mm-hmm. and I know I've done it so much and it you know it doesn't matter whether it's family whether it's friends whether it's you know romantic, boyfriends, yeah. romantic whatever the hell yeah um because we kind of we kind of like 
chain ourselves to those expectations then they become this like weight that we've got to carry around yeah. and who the fuck did they tell you to expect that of them nope nope they yeah. didn't did yeah. they ask you to expect those things of them nope yeah you made that happen mm-hmm. you manifested that right yeah um and i want to say like i mean that was my and that is part of the, what i um have been working on in in my approach to romantic relationships especially um like that expectation of like you should match my growth mm-hmm which is a unfair b what if they don't fucking they're not doing it you know they're not doing it the same way and this was something i ran into in my last long-term relationship big time um and and i realized like wow alex you're being a straight up like nazi about this kind of you know and it was like nobody's growth has to look like yours match yours beyond you know what i mean like his growth was his and that's like not mine to to touch or mandate or predict or prescribe or any of that shit. Like that yeah. was his, and I put pressure on him to to be in some some similar emotional, psychological, spiritual place, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. And we do that in relationship because we so desperately want to travel together. Yeah, you know, we want that person. To just, I think, and I think with Scorpio Venus, we so mm-hmm. desperately want that person to match our intensity. Oh yeah, <laughs> and when they don't, oh hath, oh no fury, no fury, no fury has been known. Yeah, seriously, it's like an, it's it's a thing, it's a thing, and I have have caught myself in it in this period of like single singleness and glory be for that because like. Woo! It's precious. Yeah, it's precious. I would not. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> but like, just uh, I've been catching those narratives. I've been catching the ways that I sort of set that that specific partner, especially like up to fail. Yeah, you know, um, simply because of those those gigantic expectations. Right, ain't fair. I wouldn't want somebody doing that to me. Yeah. I would have a hell of a lot to say if somebody did, you know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's dead on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, those are, those are, those are some powerful realizations for this moon. I think this is the, and look at how practical and nurturing Yeah, that, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. when we go over some of these things for in the podcast, these personal things, yeah, it, you know, it, there is that, pain that intensity that like raw raw and almost like a spiraling feeling (laughs) you know but like it doesn't feel that it doesn't I don't feel that it's like I can we can very pragmatically just kind of compartmentalize and look at it like yeah and be like you 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 know what you know when you know it boom (laughs) we didn't know better and we can look back at that other version of ourselves and hold them with love and say like you were you really were like doing the best with what you had yeah and that was okay yeah and now you know better so fucking do better yeah yeah one of the things that just popped into my head my mom loves to tell tell me this um or tell anyone this story (laughs) my my sweet grandmother who I'm named after Magdalene, she passed away years back, but 
she has nine children. My mom is one of nine. Oh, okay. Um, and people used to, you know, people throughout the years had asked her if she, like, do you love what kid? What kid do you love the most? <laughs> <laughs> or like what, you know, that type of thing. And she would always respond, "Whatever one needs me the most at the time." Oh. And the, the the line that I'm drawing here is like, when you think about a a parent loving their kid. It's like, it's easy to love people, parent or not, whatever, kid or not. It's easy to love people when they're at their best, when they're, you know, when a kid's fucking chilling, not screaming, throwing a tantrum, have a shitty diaper, all the whatever the fuck, (laughs) (laughs) getting detentions. It's easy to show up and love them. Yeah. But when they're in a tough spot, when they are throwing that tantrum, when they're shit running up their back, when they are getting getting into trouble, whatever the fuck. That's when that's when true love shines when you yeah. can have that nurturing approach to just like I will hold you through this tough stuff and what I'm getting at here is be your own mother be your own father be your own parent for this moon mm-hmm. hold yourself hold your inner child through the things so that you can take responsibility love yourself through the hard stuff you know what I mean yeah that's when we need it the most absolutely that's when we need it the most i love that yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah oh it's gonna be such a beautiful moon it's gonna be such a beautiful moon so wherever you are i hope you are able to get outside and just and just bask bask man get weird get naked under it do what you gotta do roll around in the dirt i don't give a shit do you In all the ways you want to interpret that. Take it there. Uh, Scorpio likes pleasure. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, and we will be back with a new moon and holy shit in Gemini. In Gemini. And that one's gonna be a super cool episode because I'm gonna I'm gonna go visit Mags at her her cabin on the lake. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about that one. That one's going to be beautiful. But we will um, have more up on our Instagram page about Pluto retrograde, some tips and tools to help you sort of move through um, some of that energy that you might be feeling. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram, get your shit together, man. Come on, y'all. North Country Sunday Revival. Um, and yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to grow in new and exciting ways and we'll keep you updated on all of them as they come about all right we're signing off y'all we stay love safe <laughs> we love you wash your hands wash your hands <laughs> <laughs>